Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. And we just heard about King Josiah a few minutes ago. He began to reign when he was eight years old. I can't even imagine such a thing. He reigned for 31 years. Josiah did what was right in the sight of the Lord and walked in the way of his father David. He did not turn aside to the right or to the left. Josiah was what we call the last godly king of the Davidic line before the exile. He began to serve the Lord faithfully at the age of 16 after he had reigned for eight years. Now, when the temple was being repaired, the priest found a segment of the book of the law, probably from Deuteronomy, maybe the blessings and the curses. At any rate, whatever it was was found, and it was brought to Josiah. And when the scripture was read to Josiah, he reacted. He called for the entire nation, the entire nation, to commit to, fo- what was, to, commit to following what was written in the book of the law. And from 2 Kings, I want to quote to you a verse that really kind of hit me hard. The king stood by the pillar and made a covenant before the Lord to follow the Lord, keeping his commandments, his decrees, and his statutes with all his heart and with all his soul to perform the words of this covenant that were written in this book. And all the people joined in the covenant. Josiah acted when he had the scripture read to him. Scripture was open to him. He made a covenant before the Lord. So what's a covenant? A covenant in the ancient world established the basis for a relationship. In this case, a relationship between God and his people. A covenant set forth conditions for the relationship. Promises to keep and consequences if the conditions were unmet. Now, God always keeps his promises, always, no question about it. His people, eh, not so much. I want to share with you a passage from our gospel this morning in the book of Luke. Again, this is one that had I've had a deep reaction to it for years now. Every time I hear it read, every time I read it. Were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? Scriptures were open to Josiah. Cleopas and his companion were walking with Jesus, although they didn't know it was Jesus, on the road to Ephesus after the crucifixion, after the resurrection. They're grieving. They don't have a clue what's really gone on. Jesus appears and walks with them. They don't recognize him. Not surprising. But he explains scripture to them, how everything had to be fulfilled in order for Christ to be crucified and to rise again. They invite him to eat with them. And it's while he's eating with them that our gospel verses are taken this morning. He breaks bread, and suddenly their eyes are opened. 
They've seen them all along, but they didn't know who they were seeing. But all of a sudden, they know who they're seeing, who walked with them, who opened the scriptures to them. All of a sudden, they know. And Jesus disappears from their sight. And they turn to each other. Were not our hearts burning within us as he opened the scriptures to us on the road? Were not your hearts burning within you as scripture is open to you? You know, my heart burns within me when I think of Pastor Scott and all the pastors who have come before him here at Ascension, and even myself a time or two, opening the scriptures to you, to us, every Sunday morning without fail. Opening the scriptures. My heart burns within me when I think of it. When I think of scripture that has been opened to us, like John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that all who believe in him, all who believe in him, shall not perish, but have eternal life. My heart burns. What a wonderful verse. And to realize as best we can what that means. It's a promise from God. A condition, if you will. That all who believe in Jesus will not perish, but have eternal life. That's us. And my heart burns when I think of it. You know, it's a promise that God has made with us. We know it from Scripture, just as we know we are to love God with all our heart, all our soul, and with all our might, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. and that on these, the law and the prophets all depend. Everything comes down to loving God, loving our neighbor. You can't have one without the other. You can't love God and not love your neighbor. You can't say you love your neighbor and not love God. You can't. It's impossible. And we come back to, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. What a wonderful message. That all who believe in him shall not perish but have eternal life. My heart burns within me. I believe that we, you and I, our brothers and sisters elsewhere, we are saved by grace through faith. It's a gift from God. He gives us faith, the ability to believe in him. My heart burns within me, brothers and sisters, when I stand before you, when I stand with you, and we together declare or sing, as in this service, our common faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. My heart burns. It stirs something deep within me as we together reach up from the same floor, the same ground, swept by the same wind that stirred across the waters of creation, that stirred across the waters of our baptisms, that stirs across us now as we voice together those ageless sounds that the witnesses who have gone before us have voiced as well. You know, wherever in this world our sisters and brothers across the world who meet in the name of Christ, the Apostles' Creed and the Lord's Prayer are always in order, always. 
We're joined with the whole church across the centuries, around the world, as we express what Christ means to us. Now, the creed isn't from Scripture, but it really sums up what I believe, what you believe, what we believe. And we know God keeps his promises. He keeps his covenant with us. And this I believe with my whole heart, even as it burns within me, even as it sings with joy, because I want to tell people everywhere about this message. That's the purpose of my life. It's the purpose of your life. It gives life meaning. And I, for one, want to share it. Now, you know, as a pastor, I must not hesitate to speak up about the things that could save us and our times from stumbling futility. It seems there's bad news everywhere you look, in our nation, in the world, wars, famine, climate change. It all seems to be coming down right on us. Of course, it's probably that felt that way to people who lived generations ago as well. You know, it's bad news. But I have good news. I have good news because our creed, our promise is right. And we know to whom this world belongs and that he has given us, he's given us, you and me, and others, adequate resources for making our dreams come true. So I must, we must, speak up and say, I believe, even when it seems the world is going to pieces around us. I find I cannot keep quiet. Oh, it's easy to speak up here. We have safety of numbers. But our faith cannot lose its voice outside the church. Think of it this way, my friends. We're not here as a church to be talking to ourselves. We have good news for the world. We have promises from God, and God keeps his promises. When we fall, he helps us get upright. Again, God keeps his promises. The creed, the Apostles' Creed, is named for apostles. Now, the apostles never heard of it. The original 12, that is. But it's still the Apostles' Creed. And I will tell you, the word apostle, apostolo, in Greek, means I send with a commission. You and I have been sent with a commission. We are sent with a commission. To go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to obey all that Christ has commanded us. We are commissioned to do that. And in this sense of the word, we are apostles. And this is our creed. It means I believe. And this is a statement of what I believe and what we are believe. And we are sent with a message. All of us to share the good news of Christ in the way we live, in the way we talk, in the way we give. That's us. Amen.